Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And we are your hosts for today. Yes. And we read the news, so you don't have to, though. Yeah, we we got to add in all the... <laughs> right. We got to get all our business in, which reminds me, let's do our first order of business. Okay. Our stickers and screenshots giveaway is still going on, as always. So... All you have to do, since people are still DMing and asking about it, if you want us to send you stickers, we'll mail them to you. All you have to do is screenshot something from the SUP. That could be the SUP podcast that you're listening to right now, the SUP email, which you get around noon every day, or the SUP siesta. Then you post it on your Instagram story, tag us at Betches underscore SUP, and then DM us your mailing address, and then we'll mail them to you. Yes. Very exciting. Second order of business. Please go to Betches.co slash vote. The midterms are in less than 50 days. And like, you know, you should vote in them because this is the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah, it's super important. Uh, it's I know I feel like people always say that this election is very important to like about every election. But this specifically is very important <laughs> because we are in a weird, weird world right now. And the only way to get a check on that real world is a weird world is to vote. Yes, and some of our stories that uh, you'll be hearing about today will hopefully underscore the importance of this election to you. Yes. Okay, so, Brian. Yes. Tell me, what's getting you through the week? Well, I mean, technically it happened last week, but it's happened on a Friday, and we live in a world where news does not stay top news for very long. Um, So uh, President Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, had pleaded guilty to two charges of conspiracy to defraud the United States and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Um, And now he's um, part of that agreement was that he's going to cooperate with the Mueller investigation. And yeah, so that is very good for us. Not very good for Team Trump. Yeah, he's like the big pussy bomboncero of the Trump yeah. administration. And like, it's funny that every time something like this happens, like, you know, after Michael Cohen pleaded guilty, Michael Flynn, they're all like, this has nothing to do with the president, except they're all directly tied to the president. I mean, this is his campaign manager. Yeah. Even though he was only short lived time, it's like really not that well, hard to be Trump. It's like, you know, he, he was their chairman. He was their manager from like when the when Trump got the Republican nomination. And that is a huge time point in time. And also, he basically helped change the Republican platform to be pro-Russia. And, like, so, yeah, he did a lot of, like, shit. And why would he do that? Because he's fucking tied to Putin. <laughs> also, you can't be like, oh, well, he was only the campaign manager for a little bit. It's like, no one has really worked for Trump for that long of a period of time in general. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's not that crazy that <laughs> he would only be it for a short yeah, amount of time. exactly. Like, I'm sure if we averaged every, like, p- uh, person who worked for the president, he would probably go around that average. Well, you go. You got Anthony Scaramucci bringing that average down Way by a down. lot. Way like, down. 10 days. Yeah. And so, apparently, Mueller had, like, three times as much evidence for the second trial as he did for the first, which I remind you that he has already been convicted of eight felonies. And so he was going to go to prison for another reason. And now I think he has to serve a maximum of 10 for what he's going on right now. It's kind of incredible that Paul Manafort can never vote again because he's a felon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Also a fun tidbit that I find interesting is that he had to uh, give like $46 million worth of assets to the government, which is 
a lot, obviously. And that means that the Mueller investigation is now making money for the taxpayer. So thanks, Mueller. Wow. What a revenue driver. Yeah, because it's cost $17 million so far. And, you yeah. know, maybe that'll start to eat into the huge ass tax cut yeah. that the Republicans then pass to, you know, screw up again our tax revenue. Yeah. At least we got Bob Mueller out yeah. here being fiscally responsible. Yeah, we're having our Moscow Mullers tonight. So. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> okay. um, so, Sammy. What about you? What's getting you through this week in Trump's America? So there are two separate stories that I've seen in the past few days that are giving me so much hope and just good vibes. And that is that it seems to be that huge Republican donors are jumping ship, Mm -hmm. which, like we mentioned earlier, should sort of, again, underscore how important this election is, because even people who are who were like the major funders of the Republican Party in former elections are over it. So there are two big people that have come to light over the over the weekend. One is Seth Klarman. He was once the biggest donor to the Republican Party in all of New England, though he was registered as an independent. That doesn't really matter. So he basically wrote, I guess, this piece that says, here's a quote from it. One of the reasons I'm willing to come out of my shell and talk to you is because I think democracy is at stake. And maybe I'll be able to convince some other people of that and get them to support Democrats in 2018. So this guy was formerly supporting like every Republican, you know, Rubio, Ryan, Mm -hmm. all those assholes. Now he's like, go support the Democrats, which is a pretty big deal. Okay. The second guy is this guy, Lex Weckler. Les Wexner, he's the CEO of L Brands, which owns Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works. So shop those brands, guys. Yeah, not sponsored. Yeah, he's he, all he's the wealthiest Republican donor in Ohio, which is like kind of a big deal because Ohio is sort of the biggest deal state there is. So yeah, it's a big swing state. So just I would guess that there are a lot of you know politicians working to please him on a regular basis. Yeah. So Obama visited Ohio last week, if as you may remember from. Elise and Brian talking about how much they love him on Tuesday's podcast last yeah. week. Yeah, so he's ap- he's he's uh he's standing for the Democratic candidates right now. Yeah. So after Obama's visit last week, he said he's leaving the Republican Party and is now becoming an independent. He said he's been feeling this way since Charlottesville, but. Regarding Obama, he said he was struck by the genuineness of the man, his candor, humility and empathy for others, which is I mean, I'm glad that he's come to his senses. But when has Obama not been candid and he had humility and had empathy for others? But, you know, well, it's better prob- late than never, I guess. I, I think he probably just didn't like his policies. Yeah. As people are allowed to, you know, you're allowed to disagree with a policy. Yeah, it's fine. But. I think it's a pretty big deal. Like the fact that these, that these people who are essentially being they're they're put at an advantage by Trump right. being president, but yeah. they're like, this is too big of a deal yeah. because when no one's willing to stand up, hopefully the money will. And will. I feel like Republicans, if like as they should be controlled by their constituents or like act on the, the behalf of their constituents. But what they really do is they act on the behalf of where the money comes from. And so the fact that these dudes are like kind of like taken away, like their reason for being in government, <laughs> which is money um, and power that maybe they will start to see the error of their ways. I think we just really have to see what happens in uh, November because you mean the, the people want to like say align with Trump and not say anything bad about him, like especially Republicans. And this might change that if the money is not there and they start to lose. So, well, what I'm getting from Bob Woodward's book, which I'm still chugging along through, I'll post more excerpts later because I like save them up and then, you know, is that 
okay, let's say like Gary Cohn. Mm-hmm. He wa- there's one anecdote that basically where he where it's explained that he literally had a resignation letter in his hand, and then Trump kind of blew a ten through a ten foot tantrum <laughs> and was like, "Well, if you resign, we won't be able to do the tax cuts." And Gary Cohn was like, "Oh, fine, we'll do the tax cuts, <laughs> and then I'll resign." So like, money really does speak to these people. Yeah hoping that it will speak to them in a way that is advantageous for maintaining our democracy in November. Les Wexner sounds like a villain in a superhero movie. You know what? He could be. Yeah. But in this, this case he's turned to the bright side or the the light side. Yeah. I just hope we don't hear anything bad about him. I mean, he'll still give money. So all right, let's get into the main news. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so main news Kavanaugh situation still still happening. So on Friday, um, or like late last week, uh, Diane Feinstein uh, gave a letter to the FBI. Um, um, sh- like basically, it was an allegation of sexual assault against Brett Kavanaugh um, from someone. It, it was anonymous at the time. Uh, she handed it to the FBI for them to investigate, and then so like reporters and news and journalists started to kind of like get more details about what was happening. And it turned out that he basically did something like attempted to rape someone. And yeah. And all weekend, basically the story has just been bleeding. Like it, it's more and more has come as, 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 as has come as, ha- <laughs> as happens in yeah. most sexual assault stories like this. Yeah. Um, so apparently when he, when she was 15, Brett Kavanaugh and his friends, they were, they were kind of like, you know, the rich kids in DC. He went to Georgetown prep, like fucking assholes do. (laughs) Sorry if anyone went there, we love you (laughs) as long as you're not Brett Kavanaugh. Just speak out against it and then we won't judge you. Yeah. So they were at a party. I mean, I think this is pretty easy to picture what happened. They're at a party. She's there. They're in a bedroom upstairs. Kavanaugh and his friend tried to pin her down at a party and take off her clothing while his while they were kind of like attempting to I guess rape her and yeah. pull her clothes off. Yeah. Um. He covered her mouth because she was trying to scream so people in the party would hear her. Um. Apparently, one of the other friends who was there, his name is Mark Judge, like jumped on top of them, and she was able to somehow escape. Yeah. She went and hid in the bathroom, and then she ran out of the house. Yeah. So it sounds kind of like your standard and like like party date rape situation at at one point she describes it as like she thought he might accidentally kill her because of the amount of force he was using because Kavanaugh is like a football player he was like a big dude and um I guess like and he was I guess a couple years older than her and probably just stronger than she was and he said that she was like he was clearly like really drunk and he was just trying to sloppily take off her one-piece bathing suit and her clothes and was just like groping her through her clothes it's really really disgusting um, and so this, this woman, her name is professor Christine, uh, Blasey Ford, um, or blah, I don't know, blase, whatever. I don't know. She ain't blase. <laughs> she ain't blase. So she actually first came forward in July, um, before, uh, Kavanaugh was actually confirmed to be the nomination. He was just on a short list at the time. And so she contacted her rep Anna issue. Who's a, uh, congresswoman from California who then contact contacted Diane Feinstein. She also reached out to the tip line at Washington Post, but never followed up with it. And then she wanted to remain anonymous. And then she kind of was not willing to become public. And so she decided not to do it, um, to come out and with these allegations. So Diane Feinstein never shared the letter about the attempted rape with the other people on the Senate Judiciary Committee, not even the Democrats. And then um, Diane Feinstein, when she referred it to the FBI, 
um, that's when the leak started to happen. And so she was not going to go public, but then uh, reporters like the, the news came out about what was in the contents of the letter on Friday. And then reporters started to contact her. A Buzzfeed uh, reporter came to her home. Other reporters were calling her office uh, to talk to their colleagues. And so she was like, if I'm, if this story is going to come out, which it obviously is, I want to step in front of it and have a say in how I'm going to be vilified. Because if you come out and, and, as someone like you are probably going to get vilified because that's the fucked up world we're living in. Right. right she now. probably remembers Anita Hill who was like completely vilified. And yeah. also like, I I'm pretty sure I saw this on like Saturday morning on the news that like Republicans were saying that this is like a new low and the Democrats like surrendered the high ground by bringing this up because it was so long ago. And like, I, I get it. Like an eight, someone who's like what they do when they're 17 or 18 yeah. doesn't necessarily like stand for what they are now. Yeah. But the, the fact is now he's denying it. He's yeah. completely denying he's it. He's completely denying and it. And not only that, he's bringing forth, he brought forth a letter from 65 women who claim that he never assaulted them. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want to get all <laughs> 6.99999 people in the world <laughs> to come forward and be like, yeah. Brad Kavanaugh never assaulted me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I, like, saw, I saw a tweet that was like, this person says I murdered them, but I contacted 65 people that I did not murder and I didn't even try to murder them. It's like, it's like, what point are you trying to prove? Right. It's, it makes no sense. It's really stupid. Here's the thing. If he had come out and said like, you know, when I was young, I was an asshole. I didn't really, I wasn't fully like developed. Like I didn't really Mm -hmm. understand the consequences of my actions. And now I understand right from wrong and I'm deeply sorry. Yeah. That would be like, a very different story than him. Who's just like, I didn't do it. This is, she's lying. Like you're, you're basically doubling down on what an asshole you are because you're saying that she's lying when she's probably not lying. She took a polygraph test actually. So she has a lot of corroborating evidence. One of them is she took a uh, polygraph test in August and she passed and said that she, it said that it concluded that she wasn't lying. She also spoke about it with a therapist in 2012 and the notes also corroborate her story. And so, um, yeah, it's just, uh, she she would, it's pretty hard to say that she's lying at this point. Yeah. um, These guys, yeah, they're like, these guys are huge assholes. And it's interesting that even some Republicans are saying that her story should be heard, like Kellyanne Conway and Mm -hmm. Susan Collins, Mm -hmm. Jeff Blake, Bob Corker. They're all saying that she and that he and she should come before the committee and talk about the situation. Yeah. And so these guys, like, They, if you look at their yearbook, um, which is just like this guy, Mark judge, uh, is, is like his best friend. And they basically wrote in their yearbook. So in, in Kavanaugh's yearbook, he wrote that he was a part of the beach week Ralph club, which is like an, like insinuation that he puked a lot, I guess. And then he was a part of the keg city club. So clearly like he was a heavy drinker. Mark judge also wrote like a, a memoir and he had a guy in it called Bart O. Kavanaugh, which is everyone's kind of thinking it's a pseudonym for Brett Kavanaugh. Like it's not very crazy. Good. It's not a very good. Pseudonym. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, um, Tom Orvello riddle and Lord Voldemort. It's, oh, well, it's not even that subtle. It's like, he could have been a little more clever if you, and he says that Kavanaugh had puked and passed out in someone's car. And so Kavanaugh's effect, like defense of saying that he like doesn't remember is not great either. Cause there's all this evidence that clearly he, was a heavy drinker in high school and puked and blacked out a lot. You know what I love? I love hearing this after. Do you remember when they first announced him and he like came out with his kids and he, yeah. and they were trying to be like, he's a family man. He yeah. drives his kids to soccer. He's such a good guy. Yeah. Like, okay. 
I get it. People can change. But again, if you really change, you're willing to admit that you did things wrong in the past, which yeah. he's not. He's mm-hmm. just trying to play like he's this like he's this like do gooding, you know, buttoned up, perfectly moral Republican who goes to church on Sundays. Like you can't fool me, Brett. Yeah, I, I seriously. And like we have evidence that he's lied about other things now, like under oath, like the, the guy whose emails from like his white, like time in the Bush white house where he said he didn't know about someone's nomination when he clearly did. And then there's just like all this evidence that he's lied under oath at this point. And he's just so tainted that I don't even understand the Republicans like I don't know what they're going for now to try and get him nominated there's, there, there's other people they could nominate that might overturn Roe Wade's <laughs> weight at this point you know like I mean that would be smart of them but they're just trying to push it through because they 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 know that like Trump's time is you know potentially numbered yeah that, that you don't you know we don't know where this is going to go the midterms are going to ha- are going to happen very soon mm-hmm. in less than 50 days go register at betches.co slash vote yes and it's just there they want to get this through they know this is their chance they're so close Mitch yeah. McConnell can taste it in his mouth yeah and people are saying that this is like a politically motivated attack in the 11th hour um, that's basically what Mitch McConnell just said um, and you know it's not the, I mean, it's not the 11th hour. What's the point of rushing this? We've already talked about this, but you know, it's, they just don't believe anyone. And Donald Trump Jr. Like, did you see what he posted on Instagram? Oh yeah. It is so disgusting. What did he say? He basically, so he posted a picture of this, like this note that said, hi, Cindy, will you be my girlfriend? Yes, no, love Brett written in crayon. Basically he said, and then his caption is, Oh boy, the Dems and their usual nonsense games really have him in the ropes now. Feinstein had the letter in July and saved it for the eve of his vote. Honorable as always. I believe this is a copy for full transparency. Lol. Like, fuck you, man. That's it's disgusting. Not, yeah, of course, Don Jr. Yeah, like paragon of moral, you know, yeah. moral fortitude. Let's fuck forget Don he Jr. just got divorced because he cheated on his wife and who has multiple kids. The apple doesn't fall far. Yeah. But what, what, I, what else I thought was interesting, and this sort of goes to how the Republicans have always addressed the court seats mm-hmm. um which is that she said in her co- in that like therapy session where she told her husband and the therapist about how he assaulted her in 2000 or in 2012 she told this story yeah. um she apparently even said like he's very high up in conservative legal circles mm-hmm. and he could potentially even be on the supreme court one day so and lo and behold lo and behold he might be people oh and another he's quote so young he'll be on the court forever forever another quote mark judge wrote which is disgusting in his yearbook is certain women should be struck regularly like gongs what does that even mean certain women <sighs> you should be struck regularly yeah mark fuck judge. you yeah fuck you man and Ugh. women don't just come forward with sexual assault it's not just something they do and no, she didn't want to come. Yeah, forward. exactly. It's, it's like embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You also don't want to like be, she knew that she was going to be thrust on a world stage for this reason. And she now felt like it was her civic duty to come forward. And also like people come late, come out later with their sexual assault because there's so much guilt associated with it and trauma that sometimes you even like push it. You try and push it out of your head so you can get on with your fucking life. And then like, you know, like, like sometimes I overheard someone saying like, they were like talking to a therapist and how one of their patients heard a song and forgot. And it remind, triggered them and reminded them of like their rape and their assault. And then they decided to speak out on it. You know, it's like, wow, it's just like, especially when you're 15 years old, like what the fuck are you supposed to do? You get scared and I don't yeah. know, freak sometimes, out. I mean, this seems like a pretty clear cut assault, but sometimes women don't even like real, like realize what happened to them till later. Yeah. But it's just, 
oh, they surrender the moral high ground over and over again. It's just like, well, it's like how, thing. why would you want to yeah. come out when not only did you, were you actually assaulted, but mm-hmm. then you get, you know, morally, verbally assaulted. Not years even to later. think of like all those like crazy fucking Twitter trolls who are like probably like sending letters Don to her yeah, and DMing her or like sending letters to her house, like saying they're going to kill her or something, you know, like I'm sure that's happening. Like, right. She must have death threats at this point because sure. we live in a fucked up world where people can't even do that anymore. And it, like, it shouldn't matter who the person is. It just like, I don't know. Hashtag not all men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, let's do it. Let's do a hurricane wait, Florence. Update. I just oh. want to say that. So now Republicans are saying that they might like push back the hearing or they definitely want to hear a testimony from uh, Ford, Professor Ford and Kavanaugh before they vote. Jeff Flake said something that he wants to hear and he's actually on the Senate Judiciary Committee um, and he voted to move forward. So now maybe they won't. My prediction is that he will get confirmed and then potentially impeached later on. I mean, that would be nice. But I think he's going to get impeached for lying, not oh, for this. Oh, interesting. Well, it's like how we'll have like a Clarence Thomas and a Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, two women who sexually assaulted and harassed women. It's so interesting how the uh, the Democrats never put up sexual assailants or anyone with a questionable past. <laughs> and well, but I mean, ev- but the conservatives can't even reach into their fucking shallow ass barrel yeah. of people and find like one clean guy. Well, like Susan Collins and uh, Lisa Murkowski like called for Al Franken's resignation like a week after a week after that happened and he, he resigned. He's a Democrat and they they have more credible evidence against Kavanaugh than they ever did against Franken. And they're like, we'll wait and see. It's like, come on, bitch. Like also like again, double standards, double standards. And also, why are we only holding these women, Republican women senators to this like high moral ground? Like, let's talk to the men right. too. It's right. like they should be anti-sexual assault. Right. Everyone acts like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are the only two people whose opinion matters. Yeah. It's, it's like we get it. Yeah, You're the, obviously quite egotistical and want people to kiss your ass. Yeah. Let's let's like like what about Ben Sass? You know, let's talk to him. You right. Know, Mr. Morals and Corker. Like they have nothing to go on. You know. So whatever. Um. So I guess we'll see how that goes. I think on Thursday's podcast we'll have more information. We'll let you know. Yeah. Um, um, quick Hurricane Florence update. So at least 17 people have died so far and over 500,000 homes and businesses are without power and the storm is still going on. Today, Monday, um, it's a little bit weaker, but tomorrow it's going to be reemerging as a an extra extra tropical cyclone, wow. which I've never even heard of, but no, it'll be back. Um, and simultaneously, there was a huge typhoon in Hong Kong, which caused 54 deaths and 1 million people had to be evacuated. So yeah. tell me again that climate change isn't real. <laughs> Just I know it's, it's, it's always like this time of year too. I guess it's, th- this is like the time it's where like extreme, season. yeah, weather events happen. It's also, I think the typhoon like smashed the Philippines and it like Philippines is kind of a poor country, so they don't really have the infrastructure to like, Oh, well, I'm sure their dictator will take care of it. Yeah, Duterte. Do you think um, he's okay? I mean, I'm sure he like was in a, in a gold castle during he's the time. He's an amazing guy. Um, And I think I, I heard on NPR that they, that the typhoon had taken like 90% of their crops in Philippines, like in a part of the Philippines. And that's like in a, in a, in a province in the Philippines where they make most of their rice or they grow most of their rice and 90% of it was, should we go to the Philippines? You know. Yeah. Maybe we should go to the Philippines next. Oh yeah. We just got back from Puerto Rico, which that video is yeah. coming out soon. Another. Yeah. The video is coming out this week. So keep an eye out. Yeah, please. Yeah. So do we think the world's going to end in September? Like a month, 
of one I'm just year. like, I mean, like, are we just supposed to get used to this every single year yeah. now? Yeah. It's like, it's too late. It's, it's already <laughs> done. That's, that's the thing that I like. That's the thing that I think about now. I'm like, it's too late. It already happened. Even if we fully stopped yeah. any emissions, it's already over. The ozone's gone. The, the air is full of carbon. The weather is already going to be like this. Oh, no. I don't think that there's anything we can do. So just keep, keep drinking from your plastic straws, assholes. Yeah. I mean, I'll be a little bit more optimistic. Let's let's still try and be environmentally conscious. <laughs> Don't yeah. drive if you have to. Can you take a bicycle? Um, um, <laughs> look, it, it might. It look. There's gonna. It's it, it's so fucked up. Okay. I mean, it's just like now we have to get used to us having to rebuild a major city every year. And it, last right. year it was Dallas. Before that, it was the Jersey Coast. And now it's um, Charlotte and. Isn't Charleston it weird that like every year? A major city gets completely destroyed and everyone's just like, yeah, let's keep like keeping the, let's get out of the Paris climate accord. I know. And let's like get more oil and it's like, like, let's get more foreign oil. Yeah. Let's frack a little bit more. It's like, what, what is wrong with you people? Oh, also in Bob Woodward's book, they delve into how the climate change situation like went down. Mm hmm. It's it's really crazy. Like everyone's just trying to like convince him. Like so many people were trying to convince him to stay in, and he did, he was just like get it on my desk, get out. Like he just in these moments of like insecurity and rage, he just like makes these crazy declarations, which yeah. is how most of his governing has happened, just out of a fit of like yeah. needing to like you know soothe himself. As long as he keeps going crazy and nuts, like it only helps us in the midterms because you know. He's basically doing the Democrats job by being a crazy asshole and with all these like like uh, trials and all of his like nominations or whatever like the the Democrats can just talk about like healthcare. (laughs) They don't even have to say about the corruption because we all know everyone knows that he's corrupt. So it's like just keep going man. Just keep being a loon and we'll 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 win because of it. So thank you. Unless the Russians continue (laughs) to work in his favor it's the russians right the russians are in our power grid so like everyone just can expect a blackout anytime yeah just hide your cash under your mattress that's why we need um solar panels and and water and water (laughs) hide your water hide your water okay let's move on to one more thing okay um so my one more thing is that apparently two american airline staff members told wale the rapper that he didn't belong in first class and then they called the police on him so he posted a screenshot of his first class ticket on Twitter with the caption, y'all racist. And I want to know what happens now. And American Airlines says they're looking into it, but it's pretty messed up. I don't understand how if someone is just holding a ticket, why that means that they don't have that seat. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because his ticket doesn't say I'm a celebrity. It says his like his yeah. like, full name, which is like sort of ethnic sounding. Like, okay. It's a very long name. Mm-hmm. It sounded just not like an American name. These like fucking stewardesses are so dumb because they must know that it's like, in popular in the news to shit on the airlines. Like, you know, like all you have to do is fuck up once and also just like there's Google, Twitter. Google also, the guy. Yeah, Google also, the name and see maybe is this person like yeah. someone. Also, just don't be racist. Like it's right. it's, it's easier it's, said it's, than done, Brian. Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I mean, I mean, everyone has like that. Everyone. Everyone's a little bit <laughs> racist. But do you, you know, remember the Avenue Q song? Yeah. But there's like also that like issue of like, you know, um, internalized racism. racism. I almost said homophobia because that's what I deal with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, it's, it's something that you just need to like address and work through, you know, come yeah. on people. We're living in 2018. We had a black president. Let's, let's be less racist. Yeah, let's try. Okay. 
Second story? Yeah, second story. So the former executive producer of The Apprentice, Mark Burnett, um, he's also, a.k.a. the guy who has all the tapes of Trump saying the N-word. Apparently he has all those, like, controversial tapes of Trump's time on The Apprentice, but he won't release them. Well, he got into a fist fight at an Emmys party last night with Tom Arnold. And according to Arnold, Mark Burnett went apeshit and choked him at the Emmys party last night, while Burnett's wife said Arnold tried to ambush the two of them. And so apparently Tom Arnold is working on this documentary for Viceland called The Hunt for Trump Tapes. So it seems like the two are connected. (laughs) Okay, here's my question. Uh What does Trump have on Mark Burnett that he is not going to release the story? It must be something. Something tells me that the information is probably owned by David Pecker in his little AMI vault. That because why would Mark Burnett not release these release these tapes or like really care even if they were leaked or he's not even an American, right? Isn't he like Australian? Yeah, I think so. And so so it's like also apparently what's his loyalty? I think he's going off some like sort of like like journalistic integrity, but you're not like a journalist. I don't know. He is. That's what he says he's going off of. But like so yeah so like you i'm sure donald trump obviously signed a release that you could use any footage that you wanted for the show right he's also not a journalist yeah he's a producer of a show there's no reason to be protecting trump no i don't get it but you know even if he did release him like what would happen (laughs) you know you know what then people you know i read this interesting think thought piece or think piece whatever Uh you call them that's like if those tapes did come out it wouldn't make anyone his his base would still be yeah into him because they'd be like oh now we can use it yeah exactly it's now like we can grab him by the pussy i know now we can say the n-word it's like f- it's effed up yeah. effed up um tom arnold is also roseanne barr's ex-husband did you know that yes mm-hmm. i did know that mm-hmm. which is so random yeah so he's he's clearly not <laughs> they clearly had different politics back then or well, you know someone has changed their politics well Kellyanne Conway's husband is like the number one yeah. outspoken anti-Trump person yeah I love it must but, keep the sex really interesting yeah they had a great Washington Post um, like expose article on the both of them and she like tr- she you're supposed to say like off the record before you go off the record and she there's this one point where she is like shitting on her husband and she's like you can print that but it has to be off the record and he's like none of this is off the record ma'am <laughs> like and so she's like shitting on her husband it's like you would think <laughs> as the you know as the communications whoever mm-hmm. or whatever her title is now you'd think that she understands like what can be printed what will be printed yeah like, these are basic things and she, that you should yeah, know she's like when she came out about the Kavanaugh thing and said that he should be talked about like she was I don't know I I know we're not supposed to talk about women's looks but why doesn't someone just put a fucking brush through her hair before she goes on TV <laughs> it's been like years that you've been talking on TV that, on the here, news that's not her looks that's her grooming which yeah. I think is fair game yeah like just brush your damn hair before you go on, on national television if a guy went on TV without his hair brushed and it yeah. was like all askew I would be like what's wrong with you yeah like uh, we're just like it's hard it, it's distracting like I know it shouldn't matter but it, it is and the first thing that I I'm, I'm the first thing I notice other than her um like racist and like propaganda tendencies is what the fuck is up going on with your hair (laughs) i don't know i don't know gotta get some magic sleep yeah all right well this has been the sub podcast yeah so like we said screenshot this we'll send you some stickers screenshot the newsletter we'll send you some stickers also tell your friends to sign up for the newsletter newsletter. also 
If you want more of the podcast, which I know a lot of you do because we get messages about how you wish we did this every day. Me too. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. But um, check out our Instagram, Betches underscore sup, to see our IGTV series, The Siesta, where every day we post like three minute videos of us just doing quick bullet points of the news. And so, if you don't watch IG- IGTV, you should start. Yeah, it's, it's there. Or just seek us out. Seek our IGTV out. We have yeah. a bunch of them. Just keep swiping and you'll get truly informed you'll you'll be caught up for the past few weeks yeah exactly all right until the end of democracy i'm sammy fishbein i'm brian russell smith and this has been the betcha sub podcast bye betches